0: I was thinking today, you uh, uh, especially remember your pastor and his family. And I've said many times, and I pastored for 44 years in four churches without a break. And I said to myself, I wish everybody in the church could be a pastor one time. To feel the load and the heartache. That you people have, and the consideration that God blesses not everybody with that gift. It's a gift from God. And I thought to myself, "Thank God for men that will stand on the Word of God." It'll it'll work when it's not licensed. when you stand. Let us uh, read together if you're able tonight, Mark chapter five, verse uh, twenty-five to twenty-six, and this. Is a familiar story. You know all about it and you know those things. And as we read uh, this story, I want you to realize uh, first of all, this woman had a need. And this woman acknowledged that need. What an opportunity that God had. And this woman had an opportunity. And she seized that opportunity. And this woman, uh, she had faith. And she exercised it. And then in the last part, she had an experience, and she knew it. Thus saith the Word of God. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. And when she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind him and touched his garment. For he said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole, And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that the virtue had gone out of her, turned in about the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And the disciples said to him, Thyself this multitude the throne thee. Why saith who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him of the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of the plague. Our Father, we thank you for your word. God, may it pierce our hearts, God, and touch our souls. God, we're thankful that your word is living, that it's food, it's bread, nourishment to our bodies. God, hide me behind the cross and let me represent uh, you by Jesus this night, God. May we feel by spirit. We thank you for your visits in our lives. We thank you for our blessings. God, there's many special objects of prayer tonight. God, we pray that your will be done in the touching of the Holy Spirit upon them. God, we ask for your leadership and your guidance, Lord, for sometimes we don't know which way to go, but we know to look up and to call upon you because that you're our answer in time of need. God, as we uh, thank you, Lord, I love you, and I thank you for loving me. (coughs) And all the God's children said, Amen. We may be seated. Uh, I've got a little uh, scratching at the throat, a little allergy. Uh, Louie had me out blowing leaves all day yesterday. She knows that little dust getting get me out of it stirred up. Uh, huh? Oh, maybe a blessing. But let me, let me say this to you tonight, that everybody has needs. And all of our needs are the same. Now you hear what I said? All of our needs are the same. But our wants are different. And I have to be. And a lot of things, as we like in our life, is is a few things, one of them is, that I wish. We wish for a lot of things. And sometimes we even say, I lack," I need this. Or I ought to. I ought to have done this. I know better. And I didn't do that. But God gives us a story here of a woman that had been sick for a long time uh, within her life. And she had uh, suffered many things. And she had been to many doctors. And the Bible said that she had given spent everything that she had. And some of you may know that way. If you don't have insurance, and some of your family gets sick, you're depending upon the mercy. Some places won't take you. But we realize here that uh, she wanted to get better. Everybody wants to get better. So we realize this, that there are needs in our lives. Not wants, but needs. God said that His grace was sufficient enough to supply our need. Here this woman had heard about Jesus. She had heard about this man up there from uh, the little uh, carpentry shop, the little town that was doing miracles and uh, healing the blind, causing the leper to walk, uh, the blind to see, uh, the deaf to speak, uh, the leprosy clean, miracles on top of miracles to glorify God. And within our heart, she she said, He is passing this way. We realize that we know, if you'll study your Bible and begin to look, that this is the only time before the crucifixion that Jesus was passing by this place. And we realize the Bible teaches us that His Spirit does not always strive with man. Today is the day of salvation. Right now is that acceptable time. When God is speaking. The time. I don't know a time in my life. Even when things are going well. that I don't need him for guidance. To reach and to love one another. She had suffered many things. Uh, but I realized within, in her life. Uh, Paul said in Romans. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. He said we're all like sheep. We've gone astray. We realize and recognize uh, uh, this. And she uh, recognize our knowledge in. If I can go, you know, doctor, what really gets me, and it works the same way. Uh, but you go to the doctor, and the first thing he wants to know, what's wrong with you, doc? If I know what was wrong with me, I wouldn't be here. That's the way the way it goes. They want to know before we can doctor you, we got to know what's wrong with you. I got a need, and we have that in God knows that we have a need that we was created in the image of Him. Our inner being is made from Mother earth and it belongs to God that we're made in God's image and we're in His likeness and we're His children. We're unique. We're special up there with Him. And He loves us so much that He sent Jesus, His Son, to die for you and I, to fulfill our needs that we may have. Oh, I ask the reason why that we can... Love our enemy. We can pray for them. Not despite for you. Uh, we do uh, things uh, different. Uh, he said the labors are, are, are few. And the field are, are in harvest. They're white. They're ready. People are dying. Going to hell. And they're looking at the church. And uh, looking at us. And we're, we're not giving them a good Bible. We're not giving them a good picture of Jesus. Of love unconditionally. Uh, that's what God does for us. We, he loves us unconditionally. No matter what we do, the Bible said He loved us while we were yet sinners. He loved us. He was there when you didn't think that He was there. But this woman had a need. And if you don't acknowledge your need, nothing can be done about that need. You've got to realize that's your law. In the 16th chapter uh, of the book of Luke, we find the story... Of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. Uh, of the coin was lost, not on its own, but it was lost uh, there in the house. You're born into this world. You're born into this world in the sin. And when you become to the age of cannibality, you're lost. When you know the difference but right by all, and only the Spirit of God can tug it at your heart to lead you into that a spiritual explanation Uh, From heaven, from the thrones of God, that changes your life forever. Then the sheep was lost because it was wandering. We find that that we have a lot of of church members that are wandering. They're, They're not satisfied. They're not grounded in the ruse to find that need and get in there and hang on the prayer and, and let God lift you up walking away to keep your conversation holy and keep the right company and do the right thing in the eyes of the world that the lost people would say oh I want some of that that's good Amen. what opportunity until we ever acknowledge that we're lost God cannot save us the warning of the Holy Spirit we don't choose that time when Jesus passed by you may sit in church in a long time and wonder why the people shout, said Amen, tears flowed from their eyes. Maybe the spirit hadn't touched your heart and you hadn't realized that you need that to live, to live a life that God has promised. It's a prosperous life. It's not an easy life. It's a hard life. To hold on to God. Because the devil works in full forces. He knows your weakness. He knows how you live. And he'd like to destroy you. The Bible said that he'd even kill you if he could. But those of us that are saved. All we got to do is say here I am God. Get him off of my back. Get him off of my back. What an opportunity that God has given us. We have to acknowledge that we're lost. We're have to acknowledge that we're out of the boat. You know, Peter got out of the boat. Jesus said, he said, can I come to you? He said, yes, Peter, you can. And the Bible said he girded his cloak, got in the water, and he started walking uh, to Christ. And he began to look down and he began to sing. When we take our eyes off God's things and to Jesus, we were headed for a fall. But God still loves us. The second part, she had an opportunity and she seized that opportunity. We've got the Bible, the living Bible, the King James Version. We've got a wonderful choir that sings. We, we have people up there, these roadblocks every day in people's lives that God sends them to turn them around, to realize. Sometimes it may be sickness, sometimes it may be death. Sometimes it must be a depression stage in our life. I wonder. Uh, it's boring. We need something exciting. There's nothing more exciting when the Holy Spirit shows up and it motivates your mind and soul in the spiritual thing that this world cannot compare up, that you cannot buy, that you cannot make payments of, that you cannot borrow. It's a heavenly thing. come from the throne of God. Opportunity. The day is God's day. How many people seize that opportunity? I remember in the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah, they sent Ahab sent a, a messenger to Elijah. Hey, have you heard any word from the Lord today? Have you heard the word of God? Has God touched you in a unique way? We find come back to no. That this is God's time. Study to show thyself approved. proof. Make your workmanship known. Forsake not to assemble thyself together in so much as others have done. In the last days that people will become lovers of pleasure more than they would of God, Timothy tells. You can look in First and 2 Timothy, you can find uh, the coming of Christ and what that people had turned. Said the love of money is the root of all evil. It's not the money, it's the love of it. What people will do for money. That makes a disgrace and change. But this woman was sick. She had a problem. She had a need. And she recognized that need. And she heard in all the faith that Jesus happened. I, I, I don't have time to tell you. But I want to tell you maybe one or two things that happened. Uh, the old Zacchaeus come by to collect a tax. And he knocked on the ward And she said, I, I can't pay you today. My husband lives in the cemetery. He's psychologically involved. He don't know these things. He, he's living with the wild people. There's not a chain. There's nothing uh, that he lives in the caves can tame this man. Go by another man sitting by the road to begging." That's blind, reaching out, asking for money to buy bread. See, ten people that were healed of the leprosy that their skin was dropped and falling off of their body. And they hear these things. And when Zacchaeus comes to collect his tax uh, up there, he knocks on the door. And this woman came with her money and smiling. And he looked and she said, Who is that man? She said, That's my husband. He said, I thought he was a wild man. Yeah, but Jesus came by. Jesus cleaned him up. God gave him a reason to live and gave him a life. Go by to collect the tax from the other. And there he finds. Hey, hey, ain't you Bartimaeus? Aren't you the blind man? What happened to you? Yeah, what happened to me? Jesus came by and he touched his spit on the ground and made a spill and put it on my eye and praise God, now I can see the woman said she couldn't pay, that she had nobody. They, they was carrying him out in a briar, a casket to bury him that night. And Jesus passed by, and there he sat on the porch. I, that's not in the Bible. I just throw that there. You know, i just give a fish. He sat on the porch in a rocket. Hey, didn't, didn't you bury that man last week? Uh, we was taking him to the cemetery. My son was dead, and yeah, he's alive. And she said, if God... His son Jesus can do this. I'm going to meet him somewhere. And she met him on this road. She had that opportunity. Uh, she had up there upon the receipt of those things. The doors open and things that happen in our life when God lets faith in our life. You know, your works are dead without faith. Just a little grain of mustard seed in that faith. It do not weigh much, but it sure does make a, make a mustard seed grow and lots of it. Just a little bit of the love in our heart can make a whole lot of love as it grows every day. We say that we, we love. You know, I was reading a, a survey the other day, and it said that in, in our walk of life that there's 287 different kinds of love. And I thought to myself, how in the world they come up with that? And, and they began to name some of them. And I began to think about that. You know, love for a wife and a husband and, and love for uh, children. Uh, and there's one that I got tickled remind me of years ago when I, I dated Louie's sister, older sister. That's the first time I ever seen her when I come up on the porch. There, there was five of them. They would like stair steps. Uh, they were looking out to see what kind of person was coming up the door. Uh, they were realizing and knowing uh, but understanding that God has a purpose for everything. There's a purpose to tear down. There's a per- time to rebuild. There's a time to be born. There's a time to do. There's a difference in the season. There's a time for everything to benefit and glorify God. Do not let little things set you back uh, to keep from serving God. Right. This is your church. This is your place. And this is their church. We've got a right to... Uh, disagree to agree, but to love one another in there. And to be that walk to where the lost people can see that we're in need and we've got what it takes to get saved, to get you on your way to heaven. Uh, tonight. She had an opportunity up there and she sees that opportunity. The doors open. I found in my life when one door closes, God opens another door and it's just a little better than the other door. But you've got to seize that opportunity. You've got to know that opportunity. Then she had faith and exercise. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, Paul tells us in Hebrews. Faith, the, uh, Paul tells us also, we're not walking by sight anymore, but we're walking by this new faith. I've never seen God. But I have faith that uh, He has delivered me, and He can protect me, and He made a place for me, and He loves me, and He cares for me, and He gives me exactly what that I need in this life. Faith, exercise—just a little bit of it would help us. We're walking by faith. I don't know what the outcome tomorrow is. I don't care what the outcome is tomorrow. I may not have no control of it, but I know one thing, who I put my faith in to hold the future. That'll take care of it. He, he'll never leave you. He's, he's closer than a brother. He'll never forsake you. Even he says, I'll always be with you to the end of the world. And I want you to know that little as I am, and a man can hold the whole world in the palm of his hand. Tell the sun when to shine. Tell the clouds when to rain. Tell the world when to revolve. Let the daylight come. Tell the stars to shine. To know these things. What an awesome God that is so big uh, up there that lives in us, that comes in our heart. It's an experience you'll never forget. Some people hadn't had that experience. Oh it makes a neon light flash and all these things you see up there in your life, it makes a difference. God makes a difference. Jesus died for one purpose. To bring us back, to buy us back. The Bible said reconciliate us back to God. This was in God's plan. He said there in the tenth chapter of John, he said that Jesus said, I thank you, God, for the people that you have given me. I have lost neither of them or no man plucked them out of my hand for you gave them to me and you're greater than all. Amen. What an of awesome God. What an experience that she knew. Faith. And she exercised. What an opportunity that God knows. Nobody knows. I cannot read your soul. I don't want to read your soul. I don't know what's going on in your life. Things go wrong and people's lives cause them to do strange things. It causes us to hurt. It causes us to be in that place. We feel like that we have that opportunity. We're always in need of God's presence. And in closing tonight, I want to thank you again for this opportunity of being with him. There is no need that's too great or too small for God's children. We're his children. I liked it, church, when my youngest was little. Should I be proper and say children when my children was little? They started out diamonding and nickel that Dad, I need a dime. I need a nickel. They got a little older, it went from a dime to a nickel to a quarter. And back in my days they had fifty cent pieces. Every dime you find one, then it went to fifty cents. Then I won't talk about the rest of it. It grew from 50 cents to dollars to 5 to 10 to 20, even up to 100 sometimes. i got to have this. I need this. They nickel and dime. We all have a need. And the need in God is cause that he loves you. And you're created in the need. In the need. But if you have a need, you have to acknowledge that need have to acknowledge that need. And then when you acknowledge that need, God is going to give you an opportunity to do something about it. Amen. We had a little spat the other day. And sometimes my mouth overloads my mind. And I said something that should have never been said to my grandson. And it rocked on all the way. I thought about this morning. Louis said, how long are you going to let this go on? said, you need to make amends right now before you go back to church tonight. I said, dial him up on the phone. Dialed him up and I talked to him. And I said, son, I'm sorry for what I said. Amen. I know. And the argument was, and uh, I got kind of a little anger, it was, and I told him, I said, son, you'll never make it in a big way. He kind of got his feelings. He said, I never thought my father would say anything like that. Right now, he's got four intentions of letter him just to junior of going to college to play ball for him. And I said that, and he left her. I, I told him, he'll, he'll grow over that. And, but I didn't grow over it. And I called him, made the man, then it just so happened he was in Franklin. He came down from Louisville. And within 15 minutes, he was at the house. But there he comes. He said, Paul, I love you. He said, You've always stood beside me. He said, You believed in me when nobody else would believe. And you go with me and take care of me. I love you, Paul. I said, I love you, son. I, I'm sorry for what I said. You'll make it. You'll make it. You'll make it. If you've got the desire to keep God with you, you'll make it. Opportunity that God has blessed us. Martha, will you come and give us some songs as we close tonight? Bible said straightway, straightway, she stood up and she knew it within her heart there hadn't been a change in her mind. And she knew it. But you know how that she got to? In another scripture. Let me say this. In another scripture, the Bible said, that she said to herself, If I only, if I only can touch the heel of his garment. You know, why is it that we try everything else before we go to God? I did have it. We try. Oh, well, sometimes we get down so low that there's no place to go but to touch the hem of that garment. And Jesus knew it. He said, Who done that? The disciples said, What are you talking about? Look at this crowd. Who can you say somebody touched you? We're rubbing against everybody. But he said this was a special thing. This was a special thing. I like that song he's On October the 12th, 1962, on Thursday night, on the front porch of my house, around 6 o'clock, God paid me a bit. Just an old scrap. Never forget it, as long as I live. I may not have lived right for a while, but I came back to God. He never let hold of me. He still loved me, and he cared for me. I can take you to the place. I can show you the time. I've been there. But sometimes we have to reach the bottom to get to go to the top. Sometimes we are straight. May God bless you. I hope I've said something today so far that I would encourage you to, to be a better husband, better wife, better children, better friend, a better person. Jesus said, How can you love me whom you have seen? And hate your brother whom you have seen. God has a standard. It's not my standard, but it's His Experience. Well, oh, I wouldn't give them nothing. I could tell you story upon story how that God has blessed me in this experience in time and things. One day, if I would have been two-tenths of the second, well, I was, Then I probably wouldn't have been here because the other, all the other people died. That was in that accident. I was right there. There's many people left on 9-11, September the 9th. though they went to go to work. And a woman said, I'm going to hush, and a woman said, there is no God. How can God let all these people die in the plane crash? Let all these people die up there in the buildings. What was He doing? What was God doing? One little old lady spoke up. God was saving other thousands of other people. They was late for the bus. They was late for work. They didn't get to the car. They were sick. Something happened, yet God prolonged them just a little while. That did not get to that building, and therefore they got to live. God in the saving business and the warning Let us stay.